Hey all, Tyler here with some good news and some bad news. First off, the bad news is Randy recently came down with COVID. We wish her the best and everything, and we wish her a very safe recovery, but we're going to be taking the rest of this month off so that she can recover. The good news, however, is to make up for this, we're going to have three episodes in September, including the one we were going to do this month, but now we're, we're going to be pushing that a little forward, so... Once again, Randy, we love you so much, and we wish you a very safe recovery, and on with the show. Are you ever an average kid who no one understands? Are your mom and dad and Vicky always giving you demands? Big twerp! <laughs> Are you always going up to your room and then you suddenly have green and pink fish? Oh god, they're poison! They're not fairies! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Channel KRT, or should I say Channel KRT Chasers! Yeah! <laughs> we had to make that pun because holy crap. <laughs> the podcast where we take a look at the best and worst of obscure media, and we're reaching a piece of media that we've probably been building the ground to forever. Unintentionally, by the way. Yeah, like we've referenced it before, but I don't think we've realized that it actually really did set the ground for us because it's parodied half the stuff we've covered on this podcast. <laughs> It's about time that we reviewed a show that has become obscure for unfortunate reasons. Uh. <laughs> that thing today is the Fairly Odd Parents 2004 made for television movie, Channel Chasers. I'm Kit Me Turner. <laughs> I'm Tyler Green, and sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> I'm Randy Martin, and Christ is evident in exactly nothing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. Uh, so today we are traveling back to 2004 for the fairly odd parents made for television movie channel chasers side note this special actually turned 18 last month so now this special is old enough to not remember its fairies weird Huzzah! unless they're drake bell Ah! Uh, no! uh, yeah it's bizarre to talk about fairly odd parents these days because whenever it's talked about it's usually not talked about in a positive light and uh not without good reason <laughs> fairly odd parents fell off so fucking hard man it really did this special and a lot of the episodes i've been rewatching over the summer have been really evident in that because this show used to be so witty and so creative and now we have shit like fairly otter what went wrong man this legitimately is one of considered one of the like legendary nickelodeon greats and for good reason this was a funny fucking show even as an adult even my mom, who was an adult when I was watching this as a kid, I told her, I'm doing a podcast about Fairly Odd Parents. And she was like, oh my God, I loved that show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was a show everybody could get into. And it for good reason, this was one of the funniest fucking shows that's ever aired on TV. And I don't know how it just fell so hard. It makes the Simpsons look like they're still going strong. Agreed. It's like, because recently, while you can say that modern Spongebob's been getting a lot more love recently and a lot more people are realizing, well, you know, even if it's not the greatest it used to be and if Nickelodeon can push it a little too much, there is still passion involved. There's just not really any passion left in the Fairly Odd Parents franchise and sadly it shows and it doesn't help that the creator, unfortunately, has become extremely public for all the wrong reasons. Uh... And so... Several people who played Timmy turned out to be crap heads in real life. One of them will, will clown on a lot in this special. <laughs> There's only one good Timmy Turner performer, morally, and he got clowned on so hard. I'm, I, of course, am talking about the one from Fairly Otter. He really got the short end of the stick, I think. And also, speaking of, cue credits of every bad thing Butch Hartman has ever done to the Spanish fleet just to show you what a shitbag he is. <laughs> <laughs> bad air. Air day, cough, 
fucking cough. God damn it. That episode was almost perfect. Then the Timmy side plot happened. And I was like, no. I was heavily debating whether or not we should do a Patreon minisode on Bad Air Day. But (laughs) I decided not to because for all intents and purposes, it is a good episode. And then that fucking ending happens. And I can tell you from experience, that was the exact moment I gave up on Fairly Odd Parents. Valid. Because, okay, so for those who don't remember the ending, we're kind of going on a tangent here, but Timmy goes through hell to keep Poof safe. And the, the, the joke of the episode is that Mr. Crocker accidentally adopts Poof for an episode and then Timmy gets him back. And eventually Cosmo and Wanda fi- find out and he's really apologetic. And what do they do? They fucking torture him for it. Yeah. That fucking ending goes against literally the entire mission statement of the show. That and lights out. Just what the fuck, man? I don't know what the fuck went through Butch Hartman's head to turn Cosmo and Wanda into fucking abusers who make Timmy's life just as bad, if not worse, because they're the only things that were keeping him safe. And now he doesn't even have that anymore. No fucking wonder this show fell off, man. Just, God. I mean, I will say this. Poof was an addition to the show that actually made sense. Yeah, I want to go on record that I want to apologize from when we did the Barney minisode when I dissed Poof initially. (laughs) That was before I did this rewatch, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, Poof. You were a good boy. I do not take back my diss of Sparky, though. I fucking hate Sparky. Oh, God. And I'm not going to lie. I really like the Poof episode. Like, the the first episode he appears in where it's knocked up. (laughs) <laughs> Which I want to address something real quick. I keep seeing memes about Poof's purple eyes, meaning that one Decimo and Wanda had an affair. Cosmo's the one that had the baby. Cosmo and one Decimo were the ones having an affair. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say it. Fairies are intersex in this universe. Absolutely. Cause one is T for T. Yes. By the way, Cosmo won Decimo enemies to lovers arc when. Yes! yes! There is some gay tension between them and Mr. Dinkleberg and Mr. Turner. I am just... Yes. <laughs> yep. I just realized why they're called Dinkleberg and why Timmy's dad hates them so much. Because Mr. Dinkleberg actually used to date Mrs. Turner, so that's why. <laughs> oh no, this is why. It kind of like goes further into the joke that, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Turner actually regret having Timmy. <laughs> You know the joke. My dreams were shattered years ago. How many years ago? How old are you? (laughs) Dink stands for dual income, no kids. Meaning that because this couple decided not to have children and they make the same amount of money, they can afford all these crazy nice things. Holy shit. Whereas Mr. and Mrs. Turner are stuck paying for a kid. So of course it makes sense. He's jealous as fuck. I never thought of that. Holy shit. There is an episode that kind of explains that in spite of this, they are still glad that they have Timmy and actually think they have it better for having him. It's the grass is always greener episode. That's a sweet ending where they assure Timmy, you know, in spite of everything, we do love you, even though they do go back to being dumbasses, but that's besides the point. (laughs) It's just supposed to be some fucked up humor. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, you know... I feel bad saying this, but at least the Turner parents being shitty to Timmy is actually funny because it's overplayed to the point where they're literally cartoonishly horrible people. Like, don't get me wrong. It's still very frustrating at times, but it's not as frustrating as, say, Arthur's parents, who we've gone on record many a time about those assholes. Oh, God. Yeah. There is a reason for that cartoonishly over the top neglect and shittiness because it's supposed to emphasize, wow, Timmy's life sucks. Yeah. These fairies are like the only good thing in his life. Which, (laughs) once again, makes episodes like Bad Air Day completely counteractive to the point of the entire show. Just, God, fuck that episode, man. Fuck it. Fuck it straight to hell. Fuck that ending for ruining such a perfect episode otherwise. Man, the show just kept nosediving and nosediving, and it's just really frustrating to watch because once upon a time, it really was that good. Like, I'd argue not only was it funny, it was one of the first shows, in my opinion, that was the it's secretly deeper than it looks shows, like how people view Steven Universe and BoJack these days. Like, it was one of those shows that starts off with kind of a silly premise 
premise and then eventually shows how emotional it can get and how great the world building can get. Especially in this special that we're going to be talking about because there is some actually pretty poignant stuff. Exactly. Also, one more quick thing I want to say. I think it says a lot about me that I had actually watched this show when it first aired as the Oh Yeah cartoons way back in the late 90s. Oh, I yeah. No pun intended. Oh, way, my but... God. You witnessed this. <laughs> yes. Which those cartoons still slap, by the way. They really do. I remember seeing the pilot where everything was radically different, except for the fact that Tara Strong's voice was overdubbing Mary Kay Bergman, which I don't agree with. I don't think that was a good idea, but yeah, you're right. I can understand they did it for continuity's sake, but like, again, even from the pilot where there's no jokes or boring moments that fall flat, it's a heavy hitter of a show and no wonder it lasted so long. And hell, going back to the poof episodes, there are still episodes from that era that are really great, quite honestly. Yeah. Speaking of the overdumbing, it's funny you should say that. So um, as a kid, we had the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Yes. We had the DVD, and the DVD came with, um, you know, three episodes of Fairly Odd Parents, three episodes of Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. You know, yes. You got to do that. But also, well, they didn't have any Johnny Quasar stuff, unfortunately. That was still very much lost. Uh. I don't think anyone had even known what it was at this time. But what they did have was some of the Oh Yeah cartoons, Fairly Odd Parents, sure. I think like three, but. They did not dub over Mary Kay Berkman because I very much remember watching those and thinking, wow, why is Timmy's voice well, different? that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, they did not dub her over in that. And uh, good on you, Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 2 DVD. We've got to talk yes. about those. Oh, my God. We were one of these <laughs> Oh, my God. Been. I am dying. I am fucking dying for the day we talk about the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour because that was my shit. Actually, funny enough, I kind of fell off the bandwagon with them and was kind of focusing on Nickelodeon for SpongeBob and Hey Arnold and CatDog. But what got me back into Fairly Odd Parents, funny enough, was a little event in 2001. <laughs> oh boy. Because oh, every boy. time the news would come on, I'd get so depressed, I'd change the channel, Fairly Odd Parents was playing, and suddenly I was like, this actually helps a lot. And then I just became obsessed with this show, like, you remember 9-11? <laughs> Unfortunately, because I was at elementary school when it happened. <laughs> How the fuck did they cover that shit up for me so well? Oh my god. You know what? I hate the adults in my life for them. You know what, Randy? Just to tie it into a past anecdote of yours, Jimmy Timmy Powerpuff Girls hour. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I try. Oh my god, so what you're saying, Kit, is that Fairly Odd Parents is to you what the Powerpuff Girls are to me. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then, yeah, I was just obsessed with the show, and then by the time Fairly Odd Baby aired, I did watch it the night it aired, and it wasn't a bad special, but for some reason it just kind of made me start thinking, I don't know, something about this isn't working for me. And then I just kind of fell off the bandwagon with occasionally catching bits and pieces of episodes here and there. But I kind of began to fall off the show. And then as soon as I heard how bad it was getting about the fucking movies, about Butch Hartman's egotism, I just was like, this is the worst a show has fallen. Worse than SpongeBob. Worse than Simpsons. Worse than Family Guy. Okay, maybe not worse than Family Guy, but... <laughs> So for the longest time, I was accepting that it was a good show, but I'll never revisit it. And then that was until Nick Tendo released his retrospective on the Fairly Odd Parents this year. I watched it and I was like, huh, a lot of this is coming back to me because for better or worse, this show really was important to me. And I became yeah. hyper fixated on it this year and been rewatching all the classic episodes. I'm going to do a video on it down the line. Hint yes. <laughs> Yes, do it. You know what? I want to review porn. It'll be better than <laughs> Sam and Cat, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to make my own channel KRT spinoff where I review whatever random page I land on 
on Pornhub. And on top of that, this special is actually what got me back into Nickelodeon because in early 2004, I actually went through a phase where I was afraid to watch Nickelodeon because I was scared of the wormy episode of SpongeBob, Shane's brain of Jimmy Neutron, and that one, and then that one Breakfast Guide to Life PSA where like one, the guy turns into a werewolf halfway through. Across the country, and with no warning, 50% of kids are skipping breakfast. That's half the children in America. Then, as the day goes on, a transformation occurs. The normal happy kids who have skipped breakfast are becoming a tad sluggish, slightly irritable, with stomachs that growl. Is it fucked up that I thought Wormy was fucking hilarious? <laughs> you. No, no, you're fired. You are completely <laughs> fired. Get out of here. Uh, well, guess I'm going on Escape from Vulcan. Uh, again? <laughs> Randy, we got to put you in the dumpster. Sorry, the Chicago dumpster. <laughs> and this time we're locking the damn again? dumpster. I just got back to Rhode Island. <laughs> I'm kidding, Randy. We love you. Aww. We love you, Aww. too. Then I learned about Channel Chasers and the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. That suddenly cured me because I was like, fuck yeah, these look awesome. And I got several Fairly Odd Parents DVDs for the video now. And I actually temporarily owned Channel Chasers on VHS for a time. But unfortunately, I lost it before I could play it often. So F. You heard it here first, folks. Kit had a video now. Oh, I did too. Tyler had a video now. Worship them. I still have emotional trauma from Snoopy Come Home because of it. <laughs> By the way, guess what I had? What? What? I had both pictures, the black and white and the color yes. one. Yes. <laughs> I had that and I had a Game Boy Advance SP with... Oh, you had the backlight? Yeah, with the NES like cover. Oh, God, yes. I remember those. All I had was the basic-ass purple original Game Boy Advance, which I still have, by the way. I just got to figure out where it is. God, yeah, the original Game Boy Advance sucked. Yeah. Like, so hard. Oh, by the way, Fairly Odd Parents had uh, the fucking watch TV cartridges or whatever on the Game Boy Advance, so it's probably- Yes! If I had a nickel for every time Nick released a movie based on one of their shows with Alec Baldwin playing a vigilante type in 2004, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but weird that it happened twice. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck do we keep running into Alec Baldwin? Uh, No escape, but God, we want to. Fuck you! That's my name! (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And I remember that I recognized him in this movie because I had watched the cinematic classics Thomas and the Magic Railroad and the Hat in the Hat 2003. Yay! I know we're going to get to that movie someday, but whose idea was it to make him Mr. Conductor? Like, at least George Carlin was only a piece of shit on stage. Exactly. There is nothing redeeming about Alec Baldwin as a person at all in my eyes. God. I just want to say something real quick. I unironically love the Cat in the Hat movie. Me too. I fucking love the 2003 Cat in the Hat it is just actually one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen, even if it's not intentionally funny most of the time. Honestly, even when it's being intentionally funny, it's still fucking hilarious. Like, it's got the perfect mix of the intentional hilarity works and the unintentional hilarity works, and it's just so fucking batshit hilarious the entire time. Valid. You know, so- I will defend it in the sense that as an adaptation of the original book, it's complete horseshit. But as its own thing, it's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. Plus, we got two good Smash Mouth songs out of it. Exactly. Also, also, I am a Mike Myers stan. Yes! And so, in regards to my feelings on Cece, it's widely considered to be the best thing Fairly Odd Parents has ever done. I've seen it the most amount of times of all the movies, and hell, all the episodes in general. It had a chokehold on me as a kid, and I attribute it to it helping me discover a lot of shows, and the emotional stuff hits hard when, I, when I'm an adult. God, I. Yeah personally don't consider it the best thing the show's done and i'll explain why a spoiler it's still gonna be a big keep the tapes i still love it it's just there's some stuff in the show i just like a little more anyway before i say this thank you to everyone who's voted in the viewer's choice poll for this yeah as much as i love this special 
I kind of wish that Schools Out would have won. Yes, I I don't want to say where I'd rank the movies yet because I'm planning on doing a video on that, but School's Out and the Jimmy Timmy Power Hours and the Abra Catastrophe, like, I am having a hard time deciding where they're going to go. Channel Chasers is definitely going to be up there, but I but it's not going to be number one for me. I would say Jimmy Timmy is number one because it affected me so hard that to this day, I still greet people by saying, Hola, Senor Fudge. <laughs> I still say that to people. I've been saying it ever since it came out. And not to mention, if there's anything I can really say about this special, Butch Hartman used to be able to write and direct. Holy crap. Because he's responsible for why. Yeah. Man, why does Christianity have to ruin everything? Good fucking question. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get into the special, shall we? All right, let's do it. So when this special started off, I was like, oh, sorry, did I accidentally turn on an episode of Danny Phantom? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love the post-apocalyptic designs for Chester and AJ, even though they they basically get killed off. Yeah, it's fucked up. Say what you will about Butch Hartman, the dude could set up a good sci-fi universe. It looks fantastic, and the CGI still really holds up, too. Danny Phantom aside, you know, also this and, you know, some parts of Tough Puppy, um... He does some really good action stuff. I think, honestly, he had a lot of really good storyboard artists who really helped him out with that because dude, unfortunately, cannot draw on his own. I saw, out of mere curiosity, the Bunsen is a beast crossover they did with Fairly Odd Parents, and uh, his art direction is all over that show and not in a good way. Uh, Yeah, he's a lot like Michael Eisner in that he's at his best when he has people corralling him. Agreed. It's pretty fucked up to think that this is supposed to be 2022 in the universe. Oh god, it's more accurate than we thought. <laughs> but it actually kind of is more accurate than we thought. Uh, um, by the way, to everyone who doesn't live in America, how? <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, F's in the chat for Chompy. He's not with us in this universe anymore. F. F. R.I.P. It really says something that i prefer the channel chasers version of 22 rather than fairly odd parents current interpretation of 2022 yeah i'm just gonna fucking say it we were too mean to 2021 um that was a cakewalk compared to only half of this year and i want to apologize so hard to it (laughs) you know i will say this and i know i made a poll about it recently but Out of Jimmy's Head was just way better than Fairly Otter in every way. I mean, it still has a lot of problems, don't get me wrong, but at least it was an original concept gone awry and not the further bastardization of something that was already dying. Absolutely. Like, at least Out of Jimmy's Head has decent animation and, oh god, both shows have Carlos Alos Rocky now that I think about it. <laughs> I really did not look at a lot about Fairly Otter. All I heard about it was that Vicky and Crocker art yes. thing. And I don't care if she's an adult in this series. I still vomited. No, wait, nope. hang on. Scratch that. I scrumited. Uh, Agreed. Also, how the hell did they get Laura Bell Bundy? Blackmail. It, and they got Garrett Clayton, too. Jesus. What the fuck? You were in Teen Beach Movie, man. You don't need to do this. I mean, is Teen Beach Movie exactly a step up? True. <laughs> okay, but hear me out. Teen Beach Movie is a Disney paycheck. I mean, not only did they get Laura Bell Bundy, they went through the trouble of blowing most of the show's budget of making a gold statue out of her for an episode. <laughs> yeah, oh God. And they just spent the rest of the show's budget, which was like, I guess 10 or $15 on that poor excuse of a kaiju episode. So after Chester and AJ basically die, we find out that Vicky has become the supreme ruler of the world. And then it cuts to the present where she's getting excited to torture Tibby, which I'm like, you know, even if she's managed to convince people, wouldn't people get a little suspicious about how she evilly laughs and carries secret stuff around? Kit, you forgot to mention, too, that they kind of do this reveal of Vicky where she initially shows up as a hooded figure, but you can instantly tell it's her because Greg Griffin's voice is just instantly recognizable. Now that I have the time travel belt, I know exactly where to find him in the past. And once I find him, there will be no one left to stop me. Me, Vicky, supreme ruler of the earth. (laughs) 
I just want to say one thing real quick. Speaking of, I don't know if she's still watching, but hi, Gray. Hi, Gray. Hi, Gray. Thanks for liking our tweet, by the way. Woo! Oh, what, she, yeah, did? she did. Oh, my God. Yes. Gray. I love you. I think you laid it on a teensy bit thick there, old pal. I also appreciate that this special doesn't turn into like an anti-TV special. I really appreciate that. TV is just a framing device and it's just something basically exists and it can be used for good and can be used for bad because I got a little nervous seeing the Chet Yubetcha scene where he's like, is TV destroying our kids' minds? I was like, please don't be an anti-TV special. (laughs) I gotta stand over Grey one more time for this because she is two different Nickelodeon villains. She was Vicky and then Azula. And I love how she kills it at both of them. She can be that cunning, lawful evil. Yes. And that loud, crazy, chaotic evil also. (laughs) And honestly, we were robbed of Vicky and Azula teaming up and fucking shit up. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Also, going back to Fairly Otter and Shet You Betcha real quick, seeing how he's apparently not in the show anymore, I'm just assuming he's just going full Bret Bart. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if he's hawking this whole TV is rotting children's brain shit, you know, you just know he believes in much worse things. Oh, without a doubt. So what you're saying is Chet Ubecha is the Tucker Carlson of this universe? Absolutely. A quick note I want to make. I'm so mad that Jim Ward didn't keep voicing Dr. Rip Studwell. In, I mean, I'm because he still was on the show, and instead they had to turn Dr. Rip Studwell into Butch's self-insert. Like, come on. I always kind of just assumed that Dr. Rip Studwell was a self-insert of Butch Hartman. You could totally make a handshake meme out of how Dan Schneider and Butch Hartman just love the sounds of their own fucking voices because of how much they self-insert themselves into their own shows. Yeah. At least Butch plays an egotistical dipshit who only cares about himself. I'll give it that. (laughs) I love in the chicken episode that he basically gets the shit kicked out of him by Wanda. That's always a plus in my Fuck yeah. That was so satisfying. Good morning, everyone. I'm the cock of the walk. Also, Poof is a chicken. Was so cute. He's a little boy. Poof is so fucking cute. I can't believe we ever talked shit on Poof. He deserves so much better. I love him before they randomly turn him into celebrity impressions in that one really awful episode in season 10 because that was hideous. That was bad. We could just dedicate a whole year to the total fucking missteps of the Fairly Odd Parents later years. If millions of YouTubers haven't gone over it already, there's just still so much material to be had. Like, for example, Scott Bayo is Foop in one of the movies. What? (laughs) Yep. So Fairly Odd Summer has this plot where Foop and Crocker are working together, and at one point Foop turns himself live action, and he's played by Scott Bell. I thought he was Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) for a moment. See, that would have been an improvement. And the sad (laughs) thing is, is that he's giving Son of the Mask Loki vibes in the pictures I've seen of him. (laughs) But come on, Loki was easily the best part of Son of the Mask, and that ain't saying much. Exactly, because he's played by a bisexual icon, Alan Cumming. Also, hot take, Loki's kind of hot. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've never seen Dragon Ball Z ever in my life, like outside of mini clips. So for the longest time, whenever I'd go to friend's house and see them playing Dragon Ball Z, I think, oh, Maho Mushi is a real show. <laughs> <laughs> I did it all for the Mushi. The Mushi. So you can take that cookie and stick it up your- Yeah! Stick it up your- Yeah! This special is over 9,000! Obvious jokes for the win. (laughs) What year is it? Also, Timmy crashing into a building with a giant plane. That's not awkward. Uh, what year was this made? 2004. 2004! There's no excuse. Also, I'ma say it. Timmy's mom at least had some understandable reason to be mad because houses are hard as fuck to sell, but all Timmy's dad lost out on was an award. Like, come on. He lost out on an award and a raise, which, I mean, he's still getting paid well, but like... Yeah. You don't understand. He lost to Dinkelberg. Dinkelberg! (laughs) Timmy should be guillotined for that. (laughs) Dinkelberg did nothing wrong. I just mad. And also the show cannot get enough of its Star Wars references. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. 
So why is there a third Kid Crusher? Because, ah! uh, look, a monkey! Yay! <laughs> <Hi>, Rubens! <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that somehow dictators did exist in this world, even with magic. Where do you think the dictators came from? Oh god, you're right! <laughs> I mean, you gotta, there's rules set in place so you can't wish to become a dictator, but... <laughs> Also, I love that it's called the Demadelphia Cable Network or something like that. Yes. So I'll take the little victories when I can get them, at least. Fuck yeah. In all fairness, the cable we had when we lived in my hometown was called Beld. I guess what Beld stood for. What? <laughs> what? Braintree Electric Light Department. Ha! <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so, so we pretty much had what Timmy Turner had when I lived in Braintree. <laughs> Also, a common theme that keeps popping up in this episode is growing up. And believe me, I've seen the future. You don't want Timmy to grow up. Timmy, you don't <laughs> have to grow up. Please just just go into television. Stay there forever. You'll be fine. <laughs> I wish I was Drake Bell. No! No, you don't. <laughs> also, bless Dinkle Dog. Yes, Dinkle Dog. I love Dinkle Dog. A good Dink boy. I should have named Kipper Dinkle Dog. <laughs> yes. It's not too late. Yes. To be fair, I am child free. I could name any pet I ever had Dingle Dog. Do it. <laughs> so Vicky gives Timmy's parents gifts that remind them of why they're angry at Timmy, and I'm just like, wouldn't that be a clue? <laughs> I mean, she is a good mass manipulator. True. And it's later established, too, that she's straight up torturing Timmy's friends into not snitching about her. Here's the thing. It's not even that she's a good manipulator. It's just that Timmy's parents are that fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also, Timmy has a TV in his room already. Versa Miritude compromised. <laughs> <laughs> See, grounding a kid from watching TV these days only works in 2004 because now you can watch TV anywhere. So it's, and streaming is a thing. So it's kind of sad that this special is becoming a little bit dated by the years <laughs> oh the days of when no tv was actually a punishment remember when it felt like media could actually be preserved and there wasn't a chance that streaming could just get rid of it anytime they wanted <sighs> bye fuck warner brothers <laughs> raise your hand if you come from a time where no tv actually meant something <laughs> uh, i'm letting my inner randy come through with this one when cosmo makes the low speed car chase suggestion i really wanted timmy to say cosmo wanda i wish i had a white ford bronco <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what i wrote down oh my god <laughs> Cosmo, Wanda, I wish that glove wouldn't fit. <laughs> I mean, Shrek 2 made an OJ joke, so same year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cosmo, Wanda, I wish I didn't do it. <laughs> Cosmo, Wanda, I wish I could hang out with the white rabbit. <laughs> Cosmo, Wanda, I wish that cop's argument would go totally south. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does wish Catman wasn't guilty in a later episode, so. <laughs> <laughs> I need Timmy as my lawyer now. <laughs> so what you're telling me is Johnny Cochran had fairy godparents this entire time? Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> also, Wanda says Fairy Mason, which Fairy Mason actually comes in the Norm episode, so ta-da! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love the continuity in this special. <laughs> also, something, something South Park joke, Johnny Cochran. <laughs> yes. How did they not make a South Park joke in this? They're owned by the same company, too, so... <laughs> How come Arthur made a South Park joke and Fairly Odd Parents didn't? They didn't make a Beavis and Butthead joke either. It would have been perfect. Yeah. Right. How the fuck does Paramount own these shows and not make parodies of them, huh? <laughs> so, we should talk about the plot point with Timmy and his parents because, you know, while I do have my gripes with it, I still think Timmy's in the right here, Agreed. quite frankly. Like, come on. He had every right to be angry. His parents weren't even hearing him out, for God's sake. And his parents were directly talking shit about him right in front of him. And, you know, just considering everything Timmy's gone through so far in the show... It's no wonder why he wants to run away, and frankly, he should. His parents, even though 
They're comically horrible. They're still horrible. Agreed. If all they had punished him for was for being a dipshit and, you know, breaking everything like he did with the imitating the fucking show, then yeah, you know, I I, I get that. No TV is reasonable for that, but... Then they have to delve into the Vicky shit. Yeah, for real. Now it's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, Vicky goes through this elaborate ruse to, you know, make Timmy look bad. And they just take her side automatically. And side note, her spray painting on the wall, Timmy's parents drool Dinkelberg rules. That's 100% correct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not wrong. And also, there's also the big plot that Timmy learns from Cosmo and Wanda that he's going to lose them when he's an adult, which, I mean, I thought that was always kind of established because the very first episode shows he's going to lose them, but eh, it is still a really sweet plot. And it is nice seeing this thing about learning to grow up and accept growing up and appreciate while you have it that said yeah gee it would suck if this show started randomly rewriting its own lore and then they'd later say nope you're 11 you're old enough for therapy now cough let sleeper dogs lie also cosmos going into the wand and the wings speech (laughs) (laughs) i just brought out the puppets fairies fuck (laughs) y'all (laughs) I just actually thought it was so hilarious when they were reading the Goodbye Forever note. And Timmy's dad is like, Oh, but he can spell Dinkleberg just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that just shows where their priorities are. They're horrible. No, and you know what? They're so horrible that it's actually funny. (laughs) Also, Timmy's dad keeps trying to blame Timmy's mom for it. So it's like, so much for character development, dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really fairly odd, parents, if these two were not comically dysfunctional? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. So we should get into the meat of this episode. The parody. The parody. The parodies. They still slap. God damn. They really do. I I just want to say the first one we get, the Futurellis, technically kills two birds with one stone. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. We got the Jetsons and we got the Sopranos. That's right. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. I I didn't even realize that was a Sopranos joke. Woke up this morning. Stop this crazy thing. Rest in in peace, Tony Sirico, by the way. We love you. I just started watching The Sopranos and I'm kind of hooked. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I've been meaning to watch it, but still, my favorite Sopranos parody by far will always be the Mad TV one where it's The (laughs) Sopranos on PAX. And they just cut out all the swear words and it takes the show from an hour to three minutes. (laughs) Yes. It's such a brilliant parody. Tony, please give me a chance. Don't do this. Shut up, you you miserable piece of (laughs) shit. What's the matter with you, huh? You think you can f- He was a mate, man! You rat! F- Can't even look at you. <laughs> Take him out, big pussy. My pleasure. I also love the one they did in Arthur, where they just talk about the swearing. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of episodes we need to talk about. If it's okay with you, T, I'd like to give that pastry chef a taste of his own cannoli. Hey, none of you so much as unless I say so. Capiche? Channel KRT Sopranos when It's funny we're talking about a Jetsons parody because George Jetson's birthday was a few days ago. <laughs> Huzzah. Not just like his birthday, like, yay, happy birthday. No, the day of his birth. He was born. George Jetson is Gen Z and that messes with me a lot. <laughs> so that means George Jetson should be saying shit like, you know, no cap, L plus ratio, dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> also, they do a Rugrats parody, and I have no opinion on the Rugrats at all. It does prove one thing, that yeah, babies are actually terrifying. I will say that Rugrats aired its last episode in 2004, so I guess that was kind of a way of sending it off. <laughs> True. But you know what? It's nice. <laughs> I mean, they do a good job of parodying just how ugly the show looks. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I apologize to any Rugrats stands out there. You can gladly guillotine me later. Tyler, I just want to say something. As a Rugrats stand, it's supposed to be disgusting. So, you know, you're right. Okay. <laughs> but guys, is he still? No! I'm not <laughs> <still>. No! <laughs> we, spe- 
Speaking of childhood trauma. <laughs> no. And speaking of dated references, that Fat Albert parody. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's morbidly obese Maurice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> gotta go for Mosby. <laughs> You're playing a pooper scooper. Kill your mom if she don't vote for Buzzfeed. <laughs> Kill your mom. Also, Vicky is going to jail for taking a pic of a child in his underwear. Like, she even has photographic evidence that she did it. What the fuck? She takes a picture for Timmy, and then she makes him dress up in a little Bo Peep outfit and says, this is for the internet. Vicky is canceled for that. She's going to jail, man. We interrupt this program for a sudden cancellation! (laughs) (laughs) Also, one thing I forgot to mention at the beginning is that there's actually a deleted song from this movie which slaps, and I'm so sad they cut it out. If I Lived in TV, where they do parodies of actual shows rather than just doing parodies and naming them something else. Like, Saturday Night Live exists, Friends exists, Barney exists. Oh, uh, no damn it. No fucking escape. <laughs> By the way, I still have a baby Bob doll hanging off my curtain, so. Oh, that's nice. Cut the. You cord. know. Okay. Also, I've been keeping track of all the things that parodies that we reviewed on this show. A Johnny Quest one. <laughs> yep. We foreshadowed that, and thankfully, this episode hasn't become lost. Huzzah! Yet. Also, scenes of Alec Baldwin holding weapons. That hasn't aged badly. By the way, um, if you just want a free pass to the Lost Media Wiki, get Ryan Hip on your podcast. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Ryan. Ryan gets us on the Lost Media Wiki. Of course I love him. (laughs) Shout out to Ryan, which ironically enough, there's also a Batman the Animated Series parody in this episode. So two (laughs) things we reviewed. Zero out of ten, we didn't get Wanda as Harley Quinn. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. Yes! You know what? No, it should have been Vicky as Harley. Yes. Even better. Okay, spray me with the water for this, but Wanda and that maid outfit. (laughs) You know what? Correct. Milf. (laughs) Correct. Correct. I hate that Timmy's mom is also a milf. Like, she's a dumbass, but... (laughs) (laughs) Right? (sighs) Also, I love that there's just a TV conveniently in every single show. But here's what confuses me, though. Are people watching the shows that Timmy and the fairies and later older Timmy are breaking into? Because in that case, people are going to know he has fairly godparents at some point or another. I have a question about that whole there's a TV conveniently in every room. What would happen if Timmy landed in Little House on the Prairie? Would he just be fucked? He would. <laughs> like, like, because there, there's no conceivable way there could be a TV in any room on that show. So is Timmy just trapped there forever? <laughs> Little House on the Prairie is straight up purgatory at some point. I guess he could use the remotes or wish his way out of the show because their magic still works, but... Yeah. One small gripe I do have with this special is that Cosmo and Wanda feel kind of inconsequential outside of the plot about wanting to keep the fairies. Like, it feels like they don't really do that much in this special. Don't get me wrong, they still get some great lines. I mean, I can understand them taking a backseat since a lot of this, you know, revolves around Timmy coming to terms with, you know, his future and stuff like that. So I get it at least. Yeah, maybe that was intentional. It's kind of to show the more it's he's learning how to adapt on his own. So that's a nice little touch. So the Peanuts parody. <laughs> This is easily my favorite out of all of them just because of how much it fucking escalates. Oh my god. (laughs) It's the great menorah, Chucky Black. Blah, 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 blah. What? No, I didn't hurt him. Blah, 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 blah. No, really, he fainted. Blah, blah. Do we have to involve the police? Apparently, that's a yes. And then a fucking canister of tear gas gets thrown into the room. Apparently, Butch is a cab, so points, I guess. <laughs> All right, Butch Hartman, you get one W, and that's it. Huzzah! Also, <laughs> we're Space Specter's talk show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Brick Show TV. 
Welcome. What would you call it, though? Space Specter Kester to Kester? Sure, uh, why not? Also, I love that. I love Cosmo's running gag of him turning into a monkey in every show. It's just so funny to me. <laughs> I do want to say, though, it is pretty cool that they reference Space Ghosts. Because outside of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, it's a pretty obscure Hanna-Barbera show. Yeah, there's a lot of Hanna-Barbera callbacks, which is connected to how Butch used to work for Hanna-Barbera. So I guess in a way, this is kind of a tribute. They even reference Speed Racer, which outside of that one Dexter's Lab episode, I don't think our generation really knew that. Yeah, they kind of use it as also the basis for every anime parody in this as well. Like everybody does the we talk really fast and say ah, ooh, ee thing. The three animes I would say are ripe for parodies are Speed Racer, Sailor Moon, and Pokemon. Yes. yes. <laughs> Those are always the three main animes that always get parodied. Also, I just remembered the Peanuts parody isn't my favorite parody of this episode. It's the fucking Scooby-Doo parody. Yes. Scooby-Doo would be a lot more interesting if the fucking Snoop Dogg Scooby-Doo was the main character instead. Okay, I legit thought this was not just a parody of Scooby-Doo, but of that Scooby-Doo knockoff Hanna-Barbera made called Goober and the Ghost Chasers, because that dog looked exactly like the dog in that one. I have one question. Uh Uh-huh. What the fuck is politically inaccurate supposed to be parodying? I cannot tell. Bill Mayer. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Eat my right wing, punk. (laughs) That was a Taxes are too high. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize for being out of it with this episode, but- It's okay. There's not a lot to joke about here because a lot of the jokes write themselves with this one. It's such a great movie. It's just easier to quote than it is to actually talk about, so- (laughs) It really is. Also, the fucking Blue's Clues parody. Yeah, To me as a kid, that was fucking peak comedy. And by the way, playing Clint, that's our boy, Jason Marsden. Yeah. Who is also Chester, by the way. Yeah, he's adult Chester and child Chester, which is pretty interesting because adult AJ in this is actually voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. And by the way, do you guys know who voices AJ in this? Gary Leroy Gray, who was Bobby the Inquisitive Boy on the Weird Al show. That's right. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Side note, Al Yankstone didn't pop up during the meat flint scene, zero stars. (laughs) God, that would have been so great. Jason Marsden, we love you. You were really cool at Rhode Island Comic Con. One quick note I gotta make. I am so mad this show made a weird owl parody, and it's like the laziest fucking parody ever. It's They couldn't even get him for the episode or even do a song. They don't even get his instrument right. That's how lazy it was. Also, you can tell this show's fictional because someone actually hates Weird Al in it. <laughs> oh, hell no. Cosmo was all, oh, I hate Weird Owl. He sold out. Fuck you, Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> when the fuck did Weird Owl sell out? I mean, he did like one Coke commercial and now the guy's a sellout. <laughs> also, Cosmo saying, we're going to need more feet. I'm not touching oh. that. <laughs> you know, that was a bad joke is- to make at Nickelodeon. <laughs> you know, Kit, you pointed this out last night, but. There is absolutely a handshake meme to be made with Ariana Grande and Darren Norris just blowing their voices out for Nickelodeon with characters who are way past their prime. Yeah, which Cosmo's voice in the Oh Yeah cartoons was so perfect. Like, he was the ultimate Dilf himbo. Damn it. (laughs) You know what? Dan Norris deserves to be an A-list celebrity with an extremely tight ponytail. Fuck yeah! When's it gonna be his turn to compete with Mariah Carey for highest voice? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Darren Norris is definitely one of the unsung MVPs of Nickelodeon between this and Ned's Declassified because he is easily the best parts of both of those shows, in my opinion. Yes, he is so damn talented. I love him, man. Also, controversial opinion, but I really do like high-pitched voice Cosmo. Yeah, Just because it it makes him funnier. (laughs) I love both Cosmos equally, honestly, so I'm just like, I don't know which one I'd rather have. (laughs) I will say this, though. He sounds completely 
beaten fairly otter. Yeah. You can tell yeah. he doesn't want to do this. I love high-pitched Cosmo when he's written well, when he's a wife guy, when he's not written to be just a misogynistic asshole, when he's when he's not screaming every line. Like <laughs> The virgin we hate each other and we hate being married to each other, Cosmo and Wanda, versus the Chad two halves of a whole idiot Cosmo and Wanda. Exactly. Yes. Also, speaking of MVPs, Guy Moon's score, as always, is fan-fucking-tastic. Guy Moon goes 150% with all the fucking soundtracks for the Fairly Odd Parents episodes, and it it shows, man. He's just so good. Yes. Also, another quick note about the Scooby-Doo episode, they actually parodied the Johnny Bravo bit with the glasses bit as well. I'm like, that's a (laughs) deep cut. Holy crap. (laughs) Also, I love how Chester says, Oh, boy, cheese! (laughs) <laughs> also you can tell they did their homework with the sesame street parody because yes! they have fucking muppet yes! eating that was my favorite bit in the whole movie just yes. <laughs> muppet eating how did a fairly odd parent special do muppet eating so much better than little mermaid's island man <laughs> god i can't believe i remember that also, it's funny to me that this show has several Batman parodies because there's Catman, there's Birdman, there's the guy from Power Pals. I was like, holy- Blackbird and Sparrow. Blackbird which- and Sparrow. Subtle. Oh, yeah. I think the Tom and Jerry parody kind of answers the little house on the prairie question I have because Tom and Jerry is from the 1940s. In the 1940s, television was not a common household item. And it also, for any house that did have a TV set, it looked nothing like how you think a TV set worked at a super, it was it's basically a radio with a tiny ass screen. So I guess the answer to the question is what if he was in a little house of the prairie was they'd fucking put a TV there anyway. They don't give a shit. <laughs> True. The Tom and Jerry bit is also really good. In fact, they even made a whole episode that was a Tom and Jerry parody Oh later. yeah, that's right. I gotta say though, I remember as a kid watching this and being really frustrated that they just censor out all the violence because <laughs> as because I grew up watching like Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry. I fucking loved Tom and Jerry as a kid. I still love Tom and Jerry and to this day love how comically over the top violent it is. So I'd watch this on TV, this Tom and Jerry parody and be like, get the fuck out of the way you stupid ass fairies i want to see my violence yes that was a good gag though (laughs) (laughs) and they do a looney tunes gag so more stuff we reviewed (laughs) yeah oh Oh, and sesame street we also reviewed so (laughs) yeah we already went over that i do love with the muppet yeeting that that they literally just yeet the puppets into the tv and they (laughs) don't even bother to make it look like a real tv it's just made out of construction paper (laughs) that was so good i love it you know what? It's kind of like the SpongeBob SquarePants musical in that the low budgetness of it makes it better. Yes. Again, I- what happened to this show, man? There's another parody in here that I'm surprised we haven't reviewed yet. Um, a Rankin Bass movie. Funny you mentioned that. Wink, wink. Wink. <laughs> they do a parody of the Rankin Bass Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, regardless of whether or not it's even around Christmas time yet. Yeah, I think that was probably my least favorite parody in the episode because it just was got kind of gross. And I get that they didn't have time or the budget to do so, but I would have liked if it had been actual stop motion, like yeah. those Nickelodeon Christmas PSAs. But eh, what are you going to do? See, you would think I'd like it because I actually, for a brief moment in my life, had kind of a hyperfixation on the Rankin Bass Rudolph. Same. And I still do love it. Out of all the Rankin Bass specials, I'll say it's the least terrifying and also like just such a nice little movie. I love it. I have such a soft spot for it. My favorite Rankin Bass special has to be The Year Without a Santa Claus. Mine too. That's a classic. It's, the Miser it's a, it's Brothers. It's a classic, yeah. Yes. Mine is you a tie. Can, I cannot hate that. Mine is definitely a tie between that and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Just perfect specials in my opinion you know what fuck it i also love rudolph's shiny new year valid yeah that special is bat shit and i kind of respect it, it. is <laughs> and i just oh my god everything about it is pretty great having said that all the moments of timmy bonding with his older self are really sweet and it's really nice seeing a bit of an acceptance that he will grow old but it shows that he can become a good person when he's older it's it's really wonderful yeah. to see i'm surprised it's not creating some sort of a paradox 
a la Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. The encounter could create a time paradox, the results of which could cause a chain reaction that would unravel the very fabric of the space-time continuum and destroy the entire universe. I guess that would up the stakes even further so I can understand why they wouldn't do it, but... Also, 0 out of 10, they didn't parody the Back to the Future cartoon. They should have parried at least a hokey, cheaply made spinoff of a 90s movie. Yeah, oh my god. I think that would have made sense, at least. But, like, I can see, you know, again, copyright and whatnot. I already came up with one. The Good Burger cartoon. Yeah! Oh Oh my god, yes. I'm actually kind of surprised that that did not end up being a thing. Huh. Yeah, no kidding. Fucking Henry Danger got a cartoon. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'd have been so down with a Good Burger cartoon. Yeah. Honestly, same. Another thing I really gotta give this special, it's nice seeing Tootie get an arc for once that isn't just entirely about her love of Timmy. Like, it's nice that they give her more to do. Like, they show that she really does want to expose her sister as the piece of shit she is. And sadly, she's kind of stuck because her parents are so deathly afraid of her. It almost feels like kind of in a way she's little mermaiding it, where it's like, yeah, This is something she's been wanting to do for a while, but this man she fell in love with is extra motivation to finally bite the bullet and do it. Yes. although I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's right. That's been how the Little Mermaid is from the beginning. Ariel has always wanted to, you know, experience human life. It's just that this man and her shit parents are just what, you know, pushed her over the edge to finally be like, fuck it, I'm doing this. Yes. And so they do a Simpsons parody and I was like, wait a minute. Treehouse of Horror technically did a segment where Bart and Lisa are going through television, so Feldman's did it! Feldman's did Feldman's it! Feldman's did it! Feldman's did it! <laughs> Again, where was the South Park parody here? Agreed. I really wanted to see Cosmo and Wanda say fuck, man. I need a fairly odd parents version of Steamed Hams or Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, the you know, is every adult in this universe an idiot? That was hilarious. That was spot on. <laughs> that was so good. The only thing that would have made the joke about older Timmy jumping in the TV more perfect was if Timmy was like, every adult's a moron in this universe, and then he tries to jump and then smacks him to the wall. That would have been perfect. (laughs) I know exactly which character everyone's parodying. Here we go. Timmy, Bart, then we have Krusty, then we have Flanders, then we have Barney. Then we have Vicky as Bumblebee guy, despite not being Hispanic as far as I know. (laughs) Also, quick note, I noticed on the chalkboard gag, they were saying flattery is the most sincere form of imitation. That's a good gag. (laughs) (laughs) Also, they go to the credits of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles parody. And at one point, Cosmo says, they're animation credits. They go so fast because nobody cares about them. I'm stealing a joke from Nintendo here, but hashtag new deal for animation. Oh, man. Yeah. It's funny because that's exactly how the Nickelodeon credits were back in that day. Oh, man. Exactly, yeah. Was this a dig at Nickelodeon? (laughs) Probably. And you can see Butch's name in the credits because, of course. (laughs) Egotist. 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 (laughs) Also, Vicky fucking kills older Timmy. Yeah, what the hell? Oh my god, that was dark. Yes. An interesting tidbit from the uh, Fairly Odd Parents wiki on this. So one of the references they have listed on the wiki for this episode, Adolf Hitler, Dictator Vicky's uniform in the future has some similarities to those worn by Adolf Hitler and other military dictators. Jesus. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, Nazis are the ultimate imagery of evil totalitarianism. It's got so, like, uh, it's still really fucked up, but... uh, 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 Dragon Ball Z parody! Dragon Ball Z parody! I'm gonna jump out the window now. (laughs) (laughs) Nazis are bad. Fuck Nazis. Hitler was, by the way, completely evil. This is not me being shit. Anyway, fuck Nazis. Fuck Butch Hartman for bringing them up. Anyway, Dragon Ball Z. Punch a Nazi. 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 Okay, I love that there's a Miyazaki shout-out in the Mahumushi fight. Yes, especially since Jason Marsden's in it, and he voices Haku in the dubs of Spirit yes. Away, so... <laughs> it's almost like a perfect mix between Ghibli and Toei. 
Yeah. And I love it. Also, it would not be a Fairly Odd Parents video if I didn't bring this up. Someone had a little too much fun drawing Vicky getting bigger. Oh, jeez. That was a thing that happened a lot in the show. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. Handshake meme with Dan Schneider moving on. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, If you're ever in a position where you have to be in a handshake meme with Dan Schneider, please reevaluate your life entirely. Please. (laughs) And also the bits where Cosmo and Wanda almost get sucked back into the cab because Timmy ends up making himself older so the remotes stop working. I love that they got an Adam West cameo. Hi there, fairy folks. This is Adam West saying, remember to buckle up. (laughs) You know what? I feel like starting an argument. Yes. Timmy could beat Goku. Yes, valid. You know what? That's not an argument. That's just a fact. Leave your comments below. I'm ready and willing. Let's he go. He literally has <laughs> magic, so. <laughs> Please direct all hate towards Twitter handle Cosmic Rewind. Huzzah. Do it. I dare you. Or Cosmo Rewind. Oh, <laughs> uh, <Aww>, yeah. <laughs> I get to ride it this month. Oh, my God. Yet another green and stupid Nickelodeon character I relate to. Which side note, <laughs> Cosmo killed his dad. Changed my mind. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, duh. <laughs> no wonder his mom was overprotective. Like, <laughs> Cosmo literally sunk Atlantis and created Pittsburgh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, I have to make this joke. I'm gonna make them smaller! Blows up the Twin Towers. No! <laughs> oh my god, it's that one meme. So I can wish for anything? Anything! <laughs> <laughs> And also, as much as Timmy's parents do kind of piss me off in this special, the scene where they do reach out over the intercom is really sweet. It is. I don't disagree there, but they're still really horrible. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. And I do love the bits of continuity, too, when Doug's talking about Icky Vicky and talking about the oddball episode. Side note, why does Vicky still have stuff of Chip Skylark after he made a whole diss track about her? Codependency's uh, a hell of a drug. Hey, look over there! Oh, yeah! So Vicky finally gets fired! And then Timmy undoes the wish. Uh. That's the big thing with this special for me. I get what they're going for. They want to make it clear that Cosmo and Wanda are more important to Timmy than hating Vicky. And I get that. It's sweet and all, but it's frustrating that, I don't know, it's like, I get why he wouldn't mind putting up with Vicky because he can use Cosmo and Wanda to make her life miserable, but seeing everybody else have to keep suffering under Vicky just really bothers me. And then, of course... Yeah, no kidding. Crocker almost gets his life together in a quick cameo, and then he goes back, and I'm like, oh god, it's reminding me of Crocker Shocker. No! Oh, jeez. Now that's a piece of shit episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then but i will say that once they get to the time capsule stuff it is really sweet when timmy's looking at the picture and it goes from cosmo and wanda to just two normal goldfish that hits hard man oh my god without a doubt also i'm just gonna say um the outlook for 2022 in this show is way too bright on both ends. Up enough. <laughs> the utopia and the dystopia are too bright a prediction for 2022. To be fair, maybe we didn't know what was going on in the background. There's probably a pandemic going on. There's probably a bunch of shit, but Timmy's privileged. I don't know. Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> also, speaking of which, as much as I do love the scene where Timmy's looking at the photo, That's where it should have ended, and maybe cut to, like, a small shot of a fishbowl in the corner. Not- I get his kids have to be some some sort of miserable to get fairies, but did they have to make Timmy a neglectful dad? Come on. What? Yeah. Yeah, that was bullshit. He literally- You, but- He literally says- When I grow up, I want to make sure I don't make the same mistakes my parents made. Like, you could give him a really good reason why his kids are miserable. Maybe his wife died or he's divorced or something. I don't know. Also, I had on that Timmy's actually the one who gave birth to Tommy and Tammy. He's trans. (laughs) Oh, yes. I I do like that. I really love um, that he just named his kids after himself. That'd be like if I had two daughters and I named them Mandy and Sandy. 
Agreed. <laughs> it is still sweet, though, that Cosmo and Wanda are still always going to be a part of Timmy. I just, that's Aww. one yeah. of the things that kind of puts the special off a little bit for me as an adult, but it's still a good ending. And of course, they do a brilliant Looney Tunes gag at the end, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo, what's the matter with you? Nothing. It's just really cold in here. So I think it goes without question. We're keeping the tapes, right? Oh, yeah. We're keeping these. Hard keep. In spite of my gripes, and even if I don't consider it the best thing the show's ever done, I do still love this special, and I'm really glad that this special exists. It reminds you how good this show used to be, and how clever it could be, and just... My god, it was really goddamn great back then, and... Where did it all go wrong? Man. And I remember that they actually did keep up the tradition of parroting things, too, and they do a pretty good job at it. Like, the follow-up to this episode was the episode Shelf Life, where they do pretty cool parodies of books, The Good Old Days, which is a classic, and, of course, the My Scapades episode that we talked about, so... Yeah. God, that, yeah, that episode's a banger. Even the fucking internet one was a pretty good parody of, like, the early internet. <laughs> Minus some kind of problematic bits in that episode. I do still yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. I still can't help but love a relic of the old internet. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> All right. So who has stuff to plug? Oh, who am I kidding? We always have stuff to plug. Uh, you can find me on Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord. You can find me on A Walking Pun on Instagram. And you can find me eventually making a YouTube channel where I'll rank this episode and I'll probably get yelled at in the comments for my ranking. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> Me, supreme ruler of pissing people off. <laughs> you can find me at Cosmic Rewind on Twitter. Replace the E with the three. You can find me at the same name on YouTube. And you can find me jumping in the TV while The Sopranos is on so I can get me some gabagool. Huzzah! <laughs> no more gabagool for you. The doctor said it's bad for you. I don't give a f- Alright, you can find me at the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. You can find the show at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. You can also find our Discord server and our Facebook group in the link tree in our bio. And if you want to help support us, you can also check us out on Patreon, where we have exclusive mini-sodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its early convenience. And speaking of which... Minisodes are coming back next week, baby! Yes! Finally! Oh, that's gonna be so good, and... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, just wait. Just... It's going to be a really interactive one. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Also, guys, one way we got to close out this episode... Super toilet. So Ah, much much clogging! clogging. (laughs) Oh, my God. Tony Soprano just invited me on his boat. I don't see any way in which this could go south. Channel KRT flushed to static.